Hello and welcome to the University Guide podcast. I'm David Hawkins, an independent educational consultant based in the United Kingdom. Now the purpose of this podcast is try to throw some light onto issues to do with international university advising that might not be immediately obvious to counsellors, students and parents. Something that I've been aware of in my time in the UK, and indeed my entire time in counselling, is the fact that there are alternative methods of delivering a degree, which a lot of people based outside of the UK might not be completely aware of. Now over the last few years, one particular institution based in London has really taken a lead on this, particularly in the field of degree apprenticeships. I've now been able to visit that institution twice. On a recent visit, I had some really fascinating discussions and was hugely impressed by some of the programmes that they are now offering. I thought this would be a great topic for a podcast, so now please do enjoy my discussions with Caroline Cox. So it's my great pleasure now to be talking to Caroline Cox. Caroline, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. So do you mind just telling us all a little bit, Caroline, about about your role and particularly about Mm -hmm. the institution that you work for? Great. So um, I'm the head of student recruitment at uh, Pearson College London, which is made up. We've got two schools under the umbrella of Pearson College London. Um, Pearson Business School, we teach um, business, law, accounting um, and finance and marketing. Um, And then at Escape Studios, we teach visual effects, um, animation and video game art. Um, And we're completely owned by Pearson PLC, the FTSE 100 company, who um, most teachers and, and advisors have had some interaction with in various forms, whether that's at, at Excel or through publishing textbooks. Um, so we're owned by, by uh, Pearson PLC, um, we're, but we are a separate legal entity. We're independent of them in, in certain respects, and uh, we're based here in central London in the head office of Pearson. And with both schools, Pearson Business School and Escape Studios, we've designed all the programs with industry. Um, and we really seek the kind of student that wants a small uh, environment where they know their tutors by name, they're, they're not uh, a face in a crowd. Uh, we've got quite small class sizes. Um, and the way in which we teach in both schools is very, very practical and hands-on. So they're introduced to our industry partners um, from, from day one, from their first year, uh, whether that's through marking their work or through an industry day where students um, are meeting different industry partners um, in their offices or a big, bigger event. Um, so that's kind of us in a nutshell. Is there anything that you think I, could, I should highlight in particular? Well, I, th- I think one of the interesting things for me, and, and having known you for a number of years now, Caroline, is that you've kind of done the sort of reverse switch that a lot of people do. <laughs> so a lot of people will start off in, in sort of higher ed admissions and recruitment to go into college counselling and that you kind of, you were a college counsellor, you've gone the other way. Um, yeah. And so your experience, you know, in this in this world of, you know, UK admissions, I think the stereotype is that it's, it's just about your grades. You know, look at what you want to study, look mm-hmm. at the grades and where you want to go. But actually the institution mm-hmm. that you're now, you know, working with, is actually about fit, isn't it? As a, as a former college mm-hmm. counsellor, you know, what kind yeah. of students are you looking for to come to to your, your two different parts of Pearson? Yeah, and I suppose they differ slightly depend in, in the two different schools. So, um, Escape Studios, we've got a really interesting mix of students where we've got students that might have got three A stars in A level or equivalent, um, and two E's at A-level that are in the same classroom, but they both have the same uh, passion to create a great portfolio. Um, they're both 
amazing at teamwork and collaborating and they find themselves in the same classroom. Um, so the main admissions criteria for Escape Studios is that they they have a great portfolio and that they pass the creative workshop where they have to work in a team and um, work on a task and they're assessed on how they listen and how they lead and, and work with other people. Um, so we're definitely for Escape Studios, not just based on grades. Um, it's very much the right fit. Do they really understand our industry? Um, and do they understand where they, what they want to do with it? They don't have to have picked whether it will be visual effects, animation or games straight up because they can swap between the programs after the first year. Um, but ideally students come to do a taste today beforehand so they've got a good idea of what we do. Um, at Pearson Business School we do um, have, we usually accept students around three Bs but, or equivalent, um, but students can they all have to do an interview with us. So they have to be able to explain their passion and interest in doing that subject to an academic. Um, and it is a two-way thing. So the, as well as the academic looking for a good fit, it's a chance for the student to see, do, do I fit here? Is this the type of person I want to be learning from? Is this the environment I want to be in? Um, so there is a, a fit requirement for, for both. And I do find that the students that pick Pearson Business School are a lot more entrepreneurial. They've got a bit more of an appetite for risk, seeing as uh, we're a small provider, that they're going to stand out in a crowd. They can't miss lectures, um, can't miss deadlines without somebody really holding them to account. So they have to be fairly confident and, uh, and unafraid to, to pick somewhere like Pearson Business School. Um, and we do find it... Um, the students have then gone on to their, their career paths are very different from students that I'd counseled before um, who went down the traditional route to do something like business management. We've got a lot of students that start up their own businesses or they go and work in um, startups or um, take a bit of a, a jump and they actually, in the big corporates, end up skipping the corporate graduate schemes and find themselves in um, sort of experienced higher roles in IBM or Microsoft or Dyson. Um, so they've gone down really interesting career paths afterwards, definitely for those that are a bit unafraid of trying something new and, and, and quite risk, of, risk averse. Great. I mean, and the story of, of kind of Pearson sort of mirrors a, a sort of wider development, I guess, in UK higher ed of the last I don't know, seven, eight years or so of new innovative providers like yourselves coming in and, and sort of being disruptors, changing what's available, changing the, um, the sector um, and something maybe for councillors outside the UK haven't quite been aware of that there are places like Pearson, which, as you say, on a small scale, um, but a very powerful mm -hmm. one are delivering particular students. Um, I think, mm -hmm. you know, and certainly when I visited um, Pearson you know, once recently and once a few years ago, been, been really impressed about kind of how it, it feels so different to a British university. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things you've explained to me, which I think is worth worth the audience being aware of, is this idea of, as well as a, sort of the traditional degree study, you, you're also offering degree apprenticeships. Do you mind giving sort of some mm -hmm. detail about, about what a degree apprenticeship is and, and then particularly mm -hmm. the examples you have at Pearson? Mm. So degree apprenticeships uh, have really taken off in the last couple of years since the uh, government introduced the apprenticeship levy for any company with a wage bill of over three million um, was paying into this levy and they could only get the money back if 
they hire apprentices. And so we've seen a huge increase in degree apprenticeship since then. And the model is that uh, a student is employed by the company and they have to spend 80% of their time doing their role and then 20% of their time on off-the-job training um, towards getting their degree. Um, so the model that, that we do at Pearson Business School is that they work four days a week with the employer and then they're studying one day a week uh, with us in our offices in, in central London. Um, and so far over the last two years, that's always been a Friday uh, that a student then uh, is out of their workplace and they're here with us. Um, and they're mixing with uh, degree apprentices from lots of other schemes as well. So uh, we've done um, apprenticeships with public sector like the NHS and TfL, um, as well as uh, big um, private sector companies in various different industries, uh, L'Oreal, Unilever, IBM, uh, and then hospitality more recently as well, and with Red Carnation, Hotel Group, and Baxter Story. And um, they all mix together in different groups on a Friday. So as well as getting the information from their, their employers and learning the company culture and learning their role, on Fridays they get a comparison to see um, somebody in a similar role to them, uh, but in a different industry, and they sort of learn a, a lot more that way. The, the ones that we deliver are all the chartered management degree apprenticeship. Um, so they come out as a chartered manager, as well as having a BA honours in business management, um, as well as having three years work experience. And uh, the main thing that draws people in is that the employer then pays their tuition fees. So they come out with no debt because um, they don't need to borrow for the tuition fees or the maintenance loan because they've got a salary. So that's the main main pull is zero debt. Um, but it's great experience. Okay, I'm just well, just clarify when we're talking about apprenticeships, we're not talking about the sort of the 1950s or 60s image of you know someone wearing wearing overalls, fixing a car, or, or building mm-hmm. a brick wall. This, yeah, you said this is chartered management. This is people in suits going to work four days a week, you know, aged mm-hmm. sort of 19, 20, 21, dealing with people mm-hmm. you know who've been there at these been at these companies. You know, they're in their 30s and their 40s. They are interacting as professionals, but then coming mm-hmm. out for you guys to to get their degree. Um, as well as the chartered mm. management status, mm. and they are coming out very highly employable. I've I've not um, seen quite the level of competition that we've had for our degree apprentices when they finish, um, as I've seen um, say with graduate schemes. We've had we've run a BBC degree chartered manager degree apprenticeship for two years, and the students coming out of of that scheme had um, competing offers. So when we were getting an offer from one of the BBC's competitors, um, as well as from uh, a different uh, a different company and the BBC were counter-offering. And I've never seen a, a, like a 23-year-old receiving three offers when they graduate and having companies counter-offer for them. Wow. Um, they've, been, they've been highly employable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so kind of... Within that, as sort of the you know, we talk about Pearson almost as a startup and as a disruptor. You are quite nimble. You can sort of pivot and do these these kind of things. And, and I guess all of that's mm. responding, as you say, to the needs of of students who want something different in their education, but the needs mm. of these employers. Um, so, so mm. some of these programs here, you mentioned, so for example, the L'Oreal one. And, you know, how competitive mm. are these programs? They've been getting more and more competitive as. Um, awareness grows about degree apprenticeships. Um, 
So on average, we received anywhere between 800 to 900 applications for the L'Oreal scheme. Um, the number of positions available depended. Uh, we're on our fourth iteration of, of running the scheme with them. And there's anywhere between six to 18 places available each time. And the nice thing about working with a company with L'Oreal, they are really looking for company fit. And if they find somebody that's great, um, we have had it where they've created more positions if they meet great students. So um, last January, we're only going to take um, 10, but they ended up seeing um, more people that they really liked and they created more positions for them. Um, but that is a very difficult ratio. I mean, you're very competitive when you're. Yeah, we talk about one or two percent admit rates. I mean, that is, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you said said to, yeah, what is the most competitive program in the UK? I don't think people would come up with that. But that's significantly more competitive yeah. than, yeah, Oxford, Cambridge, Imperial. Yeah, they they're very popular, um, and not just for the the lack of. Um, debt that you come out with because with all degree apprenticeships you, you would come out with no debt but particularly a big brand like um like with l'oreal or we've seen the same with bbc um it's a very aspirational brand and you get a lot of people that really want to really passionately want to work there um so the big challenge is um the big challenge i find with uh, students who really really have their hearts set on degree apprenticeships um is the way to stand out isn't the traditional way it's not necessarily getting the, the strongest grades um, because they need they're looking for someone who's academic but equally who's very good at working in the team and um, managing their workload and has um, that kind of gravitas that that they'll need in a workplace as well so uh, it's the balance of both academic and um, the softer skills of communicating and teamwork and um, being able to talk with anyone in everybody and everybody in the workplace. Great. I mean, and so, so for counsellors who are maybe listening on, or, or indeed parents or students, if they're they're hearing what you're saying, that you know, whether it's the the straight degrees of Pearson or Escape, and, and understanding how differently that works, or, or even the degree apprenticeships, how would a student then sort of go ahead with this if they're, if they're looking again? Yeah, this sounds like me. How is mm. your application process going to be different from the, the sort of traditional stick your grades into UCAS with a personal statement and off you go? So with the traditional three-year or four-year master's degrees at Pearson Business School and Escape, um, you apply through UCAS and then we'll invite you to come in for either a professional workshop for the business school or a creative workshop for Escape Studios. Um, and we'll, we give you lots of flexibility on those dates so you can pick and choose when it's going to be a good time for you to come in. Um, in your creative workshop, we'll want you to bring your portfolio at that point and you'll meet two different tutors and you'll do uh, a group task as well. It's quite a full day, but it's usually a really fun day and you really get an idea of um, the other students applying and uh, what what it's like here at Escape. Um, and then with Pearson Business School, we will invite you to do, if you meet the UCAS tariff, we'll invite you to do a phone interview. Um, so you can do that remotely. Um, if you don't meet the UCAS tariff of around three Bs, um, we'll invite you to come into the office and, and do the interview in person and then uh, complete uh, a workshop made up of a group task, um, some psychometric tests um, and a written task. Um, with the degree apprenticeships, um, 
Unfortunately, the application process isn't quite so linear like UCAS. Mm-hmm. They open when the employer is ready for them. Um, so for a September start, that can be anywhere between um, February to August to start that September. Um, we also run January starts with the group apprenticeship, and they open between October and December to start in January. Um, so the best way to know when they're open is we have um, a vacancy alert mailing list uh, that you can sign up to on our website and then as soon as a degree apprenticeship opens we email everybody on that waiting list um, and we try and be very specific with the dates that you need to come in for your interviews in the application form so for example we've just got a L'Oreal one for starting in January that's just gone live this week and the uh, workshops to do the interviews are between the 13th of November and the 23rd of November. So when applying for that scheme, you'll need to know that you'll have to be available between those dates um, because unfortunately we don't have the flexibility to interview people outside of those dates. Um, You then come into our offices and do uh, your academic interview, the psychometric test and a group interview. Um, If you're successful at that stage, you'll then get invited back for the company stage interview, which usually takes place there with L'Oreal, that's in their Hammersmith offices. And um, you'll then know after that interview whether you've made made the final um, group and whether they're making you an offer. Great. Wow. So very, very involved. But I guess, as you're saying, you're looking for, for fit here. You're looking for the students who you know are going to succeed on the, the different variety of courses. Yeah. So we really want to meet students in person, uh, talk to them, and for them to see the environment that they'll be learning in. Um, and the days, hopefully, are very informative. The, the L'Oreal scheme, um, we give a really great overview of what the scheme will involve um, and what the business management part of the degree will involve. Um, so hopefully they they learn whether it will be right for them or not. Um, and we do find there's a there is a bit of a drop-off in terms of those figures I gave you, about 800 applying. Um, we do find that there's not necessarily 800 who then come for the, the workshop um, if they realise um, it might not it might not be the best fit for them. Um, so there's a drop-off at each stage. Great. Okay, uh, yeah, so la- last question, we'll kind of come on to the technicalities. of um, yeah, if, I know you guys are, are sort of promoting these kind of Different pathways and options things, and you have quite a lot of sort of range of outreach activities. You know, if a, if a council mm-hmm. is, is listening and thinking, you know, what, I'd like to find out more about Pearson, um, what mm-hmm. kind of things can they tap into from your recruitment team as sort of activities that, that can happen in their school? Um, we've got a range of activities, so we've got a team of about four um, who can come out and visit schools, and we do a lot of um, higher education fairs where we're, we're exhibiting and giving out materials at a school fair. Um, then our two most popular workshops that we run for Pearson Business School is an employability workshop, which is a lot of fun where students uh, work in groups and they, um, they're doing, um, they're practicing employability skills like meeting deadlines and working in teams and prioritizing. Um, but it's in a fun setting. Um, it's a bit like a pub quiz and they don't even realize that they're demonstrating these employability skills. Um, we've also got one called the Game of Student Life. Uh, which is a bit like Monopoly, and they're going around um, the board as an average year at Pearson Business School doing internships and industry days, and um, it's quite a fun workshop. It also demonstrates um, 
the student finance. They have to manage their money living in London with a student loan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of fun. And then with, Pearson, with Escape Studios, we've got um, a character workshop that we can deliver in schools. It doesn't require any software. We've created it, so it's more testing and demonstrating the kind of teamwork skills that are needed in the post-production or generally quite creative subjects, but specifically looking at the at VFX animation and games, how um, your work is very much part of a team. And so taking feedback and working as a team to create a character is the premise of, of that workshop. And that's been very popular as well. Fantastic. And, and um, so councillors maybe you know, outside the UK or the EU might be thinking, oh, this sounds fantastic. I haven't, but I'm not sure, you know, I haven't come across Pearson. You haven't been to, to sort of my school events and things. Um, it's probably is worth mm-hmm. clarifying that you guys, like any any new institution, are on a journey to um, mm. to sort of develop yourselves into you know a fully blown university. That at the moment it's the case um, that students who were going to come to Pearson from outside the UK would have to be able to get a visa because of the passports they already hold. Yes, we currently uh, sponsor Tier Four visas at the moment, so they need to have the right to study in the UK without a tier four visa. Great, but we'll, we'll watch this space and hope that, that that will not be the case in a couple of years of t- time. Yeah, hopefully. Um, we yeah, we hope to um, apply for highly trusted status to sponsor visas in the next couple of years. Great, well, I hope, I hope that comes through because um, for my very first days of hearing you guys, I'm, I'm, I think you're offering such a great... Um, great type of, of university experience in the business school and then and then escape which was sort of newer to me from when i visited recently again for the particular mm-hmm. kind of students i think there's, there's mm-hmm. huge demand for that kind of learning environment in, in that kind of skill sector so so that's great mm-hmm. um so if if counselors are interested in finding out more about pearson and maybe get in touch with you caroline how's the best way for them yeah. to do that good question um we've got a section on our website for teachers and advisors where you can get in touch with our school liaison team um, and uh, outreach, um, their email address is school.liaison at pearsoncollegelondon.ac.uk and they can, um, with a bit of notice, they can come out and visit uh, anywhere. Um, and we're at all the big um, recruitment events, so we get to most of the big London Newcastle fairs um, and then the newer ones like UK University Search or What University Live. Um, we're exhibiting at all of those. We try and always get to the UCAS Teacher and Advisor Conference as well, which is in February, I think. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you'll see us around at events that you'll be back, you'll be at. Fantastic. And, and for those internationally, I'm sure, yeah, an invitation for you to go back to Spain for a bit of time would, wouldn't go amiss. So if they <laughs> want to get you down to University Fair in, in Barcelona or Malaga, I'm sure you'd be jumping at that. Yeah, with um, with enough notice, yes, that would that would be great. Great stuff, fantastic. So, Callum, thank you so much for your time for for telling us about Pearson and and also just educating, I think, the community a bit more about these different modes of study. Um, for me, it's the key thing and, and the message, hopefully, that's come across loud and clear that um, there are smaller, newer providers doing all sorts of different things in the UK, of which Pearson is is one such example. And actually, councillors can find fit for their students in the UK. Um, and hopefully you've, you've heard some good examples here of where that might be the case. So, Callan, I'm really appreciative of your time. No problem. Thank you very much. I think sometimes a lot of families, and maybe indeed some counsellors, will focus only on a few name institutions that maybe give them some level of security when they are considering studying in a different country. Hopefully from what you've heard might make you realise that there are really some wonderful institutions out there which, though you might not have heard of them, could be the absolute ideal fit for your students. Pearson College is a great example of this, but indeed there are many others in the UK that you might not have heard of, 
and actually around the world, it's really important to step beyond the names that you have some initial name recognition to you and actually look deeply into the style of education and indeed the graduate outcomes that are there for students. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I'll be back soon with another one exploring the world of international university missions. In the meantime, please find me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Please connect with me if there's anything I can do to help you, your child or your students. And do get in contact via david at university.com. Thanks for listening.